I I would love to see those emails, Joe. That should you want to get people to sign up for your Patreon? <laughs> there you go. Give um, the hate emails that you get from people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was crying at that. I was like, "Woo, he's the best." I don't get hate emails. I just get stooge emails. Oh, Larry Moe and Curly. I wish. I was in the dollar store the other day and some guy was doing who's on first with the, with the guy behind the counter in the dollar store. And they were both getting it completely. They were getting whoever was on the basis completely wrong. And then the guy turns around to me straight in the face and goes, you know, who was that Abbott and Costello? I was like, yeah, it was Abbott and Costello. And he goes, oh yeah. You know what? I just heard the other day that recently one of the three stooges died. And I was like, I don't think that was recent news, but I think that might have been, you know, a little older. I don't think there was any like unknown stooges, well, you know, last into 2020. I but, think like the grandson of Curly Joe Besser is like the closest. And I think maybe Mo has a daughter that's still alive. Right. But they weren't stooges, were they? Uh, okay. I don't want to claim to be a stooge historian by any stretch of the imagination, but I do listen to enough Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast that I would say I'm a stooge expert by proxy. Mm -hmm. And I know they were, because they were making fun of Gilbert and being on Cameo. And I think it's like Curly Joe Besser's grandson is on Cameo, Mm -hmm. and he does like stooge impressions. Well, that maybe that's who passed away. I don't know. I can only hope. I hope. I hope it wasn't any of the orig- original Stooges. That's all no. I can say. When Larry did, as I always say, you know, because you showed me the tape of him doing the public service announcements at Woodstock. That's right. There's another one from back in, and I say back in the Stern days. Listen to me. <laughs> it's like Stern doesn't exist. Harold Stern. He had Tom Bergeron, who you would know from, like, I think he hosted, like, a bunch of different shows and stuff. Wasn't he on the Funniest Home Videos or something? Yeah, yeah. So as a teenager, he was fascinated by the Three Stooges, as many are. So he went, and, like, this is, you know, maybe, like, mid-70s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. He just went to the library and looked up, like, in phone books of where the Three Stooges are. (laughs) And and the first one, and, like, I think, you know, obviously he was looking for the original three, uh, you know, no knock on Shemp or Curly Joe Besser, but, you know, you want want Curly, you want Larry, you want Moe. Curly had been long dead. Right. Larry and Moe were still alive. And he found the, the phone number... For the home that Larry was in. The and, wait now, when you mean home, do you mean old folks' home yes. or his house? Okay, old folks' home. Both, both Larry and Mo were still alive, and they were like in assisted living facilities. Okay, so he calls up Larry. Right, mm-hmm. he says, "I." He calls up the fo- home and says, "Larry, fine, please. <laughs> One moment." <laughs> and they get Larry on the phone. And he mentions that Larry was kind of, like, a little out of it, you know. Um, 
And in talking to Larry, he asks Larry if he's heard from uh, Mo. In, mm-hmm. in, like, when was the last time you heard from Mo? And he says, oh, well, I haven't heard from him in a while, but I know he's at such and such, and such home. <laughs> okay. Time to so, get to the library, get some phone books. Goes to the library, gets the phone books, calls that specific home. Mo Howard, please. One moment. <laughs> and then... Uh, now this part isn't recorded because I, to get to this part, you have to get to the first part. So, uh, Tom Bergeron develops like a rapport with Mo and even like interviews him and records him like, and very like goes to the home and does like interviews with him and does like this whole thing. Right. Right. He did it for like his high school project. Mm-hmm. So he gets Mo on the line before he gets to that point. And Mo's like, who's this? I'm not going to do an impersonation of Mo. Just pretend that's what he sounds like. <laughs> right. And he goes, uh, who is this? And he goes, this is uh, Tom. He goes, how do I know you? How'd you get this number? And he goes, well, I called, you know, and he kind of gives like a little backstory. And he says, well, I spoke to Larry and Larry told me. And he goes, and he goes, it was the funniest thing. Mo just goes, Larry. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> like still to this day. You know, like they're both old men and old folks home. And Mo was like, Larry's still fucking up my life. You put my phone number out to like kids, <laughs> Larry. Yeah. Oh, just, that's the best. Oh, so I'm glad we're having fun here on uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 290. Mm-hmm. Before we get into my horrible life, right? How's your horrible life, Todd? It's been a low key week. Uh, once again. Uh, nothing going on other than I had wings for the first time in like, uh, since uh, the pandemic began. So I decided to get wings to go and they sat big, greasy wings sat very well, as you would expect after (laughs) weaning my body off them for three months, but otherwise great. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, how is, um, Lackawanna County looking at being opened up. Well, we're going to yellow as this drops on Friday at some point. Right. So then I don't know, like I have a feeling as I always joke, the envelope wasn't stuffed. Um, we'll probably like, I have a feeling when, whenever you go to green, we'll go to green a week after. So I feel whatever's going on with you, we are one week behind. But from what I heard, there's a lot of like, The reason is because there's a lot of cases still and we have a lot of old folks homes in speaking of old folks home like Larry and and, and Mo. We have a bunch of old folks homes. That's where most of the cases are. So they want to keep it, you know, curtailed for that. So hopefully pretty soon it'll all turn around and then we can all get out and have a big party, Joe. Right. I was going to say as we as we record this and as this show drops for most folks, um, on a Friday, we here in Luzerne County are going green, and I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because, you know, I just, the, like, we announced that we were going yellow, and people were, like, having big, giant parties and lighting off fireworks and things of that nature. See, I didn't hear you guys were going green. Uh, my wife, I didn't hear it either, and my wife just looked it up um, literally, oh, okay. like, an hour ago. Maybe it's newer news as we're recording this because I didn't see it either, you know. But I didn't watch the news today. I've been running around, so. Right. Well, I've been, well, 
I've been watching the news, but right. it's really all you could do at this point is watch the news, you know? Right. Well, I meant the local news, you know what I mean? So Well, well. I've been watching the local news as well, Todd. Okay. Uh, so, um, this is the week where it finally got to me. Okay. And when I say it, I mean everything. Right. Um, not the COVID-19 stuff. You know, we've been dealing with that here as, uh, you know, a general populace for, like, better part of two months. I have no idea when we're going to be going back to, like, my physical working place. It's going to be at least until Lackawanna County is in the green, which isn't going to be for at least another two to three weeks. And then decisions need to be made and so on and so forth. Um... But my week really began uh, this past Friday uh, morning when everything was happening in Minneapolis. Right. And uh, the, you know, and obviously everything that's happened is horrible. What's going on in the world. It's, it's, it's tough to keep track of with the, you know, the George Floyd stuff. And then I woke up Friday morning to see that reporter and again i'm i'm blanking on his name oscar Jimenez, or i'm sorry oscar uh omar jimenez was arrested friday morning in mm-hmm. minneapolis right right and that's kind of like how i started my day with seeing that unfold live and it was rough man um it was just a rough day because at that point i was just kind of like tuned in and locked in and keyed into everything that was going on and you were off on Friday, right? I was off on Friday. Right, yes. so that way you could watch. That's what I was wondering. No, no, I wasn't. Oh, because I, I know you were telling past... me. Right, so uh, the previous Friday I was off. This past Friday I was not off from work. And then I'm like off every Friday from here until like the um, like uh, the end of the month. Right. But so I'm working trying to you know do what i got to do because it's the end of the month there and we've got all of our stuff there then i had work on friday saturday too but it was just trying to see what was going on to make sure that i was informed of what the truth was right because as this was going on i saw and i have cultivated myself a very a very selective social media, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, and I don't even go on no Instagram, right? Right. So I don't get to see a lot of the other side. But then Friday escalated things, and the people that were in hiding came out. The people that, you know, maybe said like, hey, there's a lot going on, let's kind of keep it close to the vest, when Friday started, they all started, like, tripling down. Like, I saw people on my Facebook page and on my Twitter timeline saying that this the, the arrest of Omar Jimenez was set up. That those weren't real cops that arrested them. Those were actors that they paid, and they staged the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I knew that was tr- not true. But there was enough people that thought it was true. Right. And it was fucking with my head, right? Mm-hmm. So now I feel I can't remark, I can't comment on anything until I know for sure. I don't want to go and see something 
and then it not be true. Like there was a whole bunch of stuff like Saturday morning as I'm at work, they're like the 15 biggest hoaxes. And it was on, uh, it was on Snopes. So they did the research. They're like, oh, here's this FBI agent that was arrested uh, in Minnesota this weekend. They're like, it was an FBI agent who was arrested. Well, that's actually video from a year ago that people just took and repurposed for this. Right. And then the front-facing stuff of all the news is all the horrible stuff that's going on. But then when you dig a little bit deeper, you see the peaceful protests that are going on. Like, we had protests in our neck of the woods in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre this past weekend, and there was no incidents. Everything went fine. And I got no problem saying I was a little concerned about Wilkes-Barre, only because I live in Wilkes-Barre. I see what happens. I know what happens. I don't know everything that happens, but I see, you know, I was just worried. One way or the other, I was concerned that something was going to happen. I was afraid. And then just as we're recording this today, a bunch of the local businesses up by the arena closed early at 6 o'clock. Because it was an obvious hoax, an obvious fake thing that somebody put up on Facebook saying, hey, let's organize and loot these places at 8 o'clock tonight. Right. And, you know, the, the people who run those companies and businesses said, listen, we have to treat any threat as a real threat. Of course. You know, we, we have to worry about the safety of our employees, anyone that could be attending the stores, and we don't want to put anyone in danger. And we would rather risk losing business by closing early than risk someone dying. Makes sense. But then that shakes the people out on Facebook. Like, oh, how much would how much would uh, I have to pay you to come sit up there with my guns? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because... The president, and again, the quote exactly, was about um, if like if you loot, you get shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact quote that he said that was right. attributed to a Florida um, sheriff during the civil rights movement. Very famous, infamous, if you will, quote that he said during that time regarding all of this. Very calculated lines that were being spoke by the president regarding how these things are and will and could be handled. And it's tough. Um, You know, like, here we are where everything is fine for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the Minnesota thing got me to donate money to Take Action Minnesota. Then stuff was happening in Philly this week, and I donated to Philly because I have a lot of friends that live there. Yes. But there's only so much I can do. I agree. Um, and if you're listening to this Tuesday night or if you're listening to this Friday, you know, um, a lot of people went dark on their social media, didn't put out any new content for solidarity. But I felt if we did that as a collective show, it would ring hollow. Mm-hmm. Because who were we? You know, we're, you know, and again, I'm speaking for Todd here a little bit. This is not something that we discussed before we started recording. But this is not directly affecting us. Right. But it's, it is because it's affecting the entire world. Mm -hmm. And I feel helpless during all of this. But I can't imagine what it's like to be the people that are out there protesting 
trying to make a difference, trying to make their voices heard after weeks or months or years or hundreds of years of not having their voices heard and having, you know, cops beat them and, you know, militia people show up in Fishtown outside of Philly where I have family that live there that just like roving bands of people with assault rifles were allowed. But if you were wearing a mask to, you know, peacefully protest, you were running the risk of having your mask pulled off and pepper sprayed mm-hmm. or having rubber bullets shot at you or whatever was going on to all of these people. Um, you know, I have friends in Chicago. I, my, um, my friend Mike lives in Chicago and it was a block away from where his apartment was that this was going on Saturday night. You know, he was posting like, like, get, like he was posting stuff like get out of town. Like, you know, this, like they're going to corral you here, but they've closed that down. Don't go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt as though if like we, you know, went dark and said no content that we would just be following along that people would assume that our hearts were not in it. And believe me, my heart is in it. My heart breaks. And I, I, again, I'm speaking for Todd here, you know, um, you know, when I, when I do say, you know, black lives matter, I'm with that sentiment. There's problems in the world that need to be fixed and resolved. And I don't know what to do about it. And I think it hits me more because I got a kid. Uh, Yeah. And he's going to be, well, and then we'll get into why it even hits me even more related, but unrelated. But he's going to have to be dealing, like I'm, if I got 20 years left on earth, (laughs) like I'm playing with the house's money after that. You speech preacher to the choir, brother. Okay. My kid is going to minimally have another 60 years, hopefully more. Right. You know, average life expectancy, blah, blah, blah. But he's going to have to deal with this a lot longer than I am. Mm-hmm. And I want my kid to know what's going on in the world. But I don't want to scare him. Yeah. Once, you know? Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just thinking because I can't even wrap my head around trying to explain it to a kid. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you're speaking you know you're speaking for me and it's fine you know what i mean because i'm i'm i agree black lives matter i I understand i not that i understand you know what i mean because i don't think me or you'll ever understand you know what i'm saying no and that's the thing but and this is why like i I think you're a little worse than me because i'm and i don't i I don't want to sound coming off like an asshole I'm a, a, like I said, because I'll never understand. So I'm kind of oblivious to it because, like, you're talking about seeing it in Wilkesbury. I live in the suburbs of Scranton. Like, there's no problems here. You know what I mean? And even me going to get my books today uh, for the comic show, uh, like downtown Scranton, it was. It was a like the the protest on the on the the square, and I mean no disrespect was just it, it was just a couple of teenage kids and literally th- that I saw like I didn't go completely around the square and sort of thing and he was doing kickflips on his skateboard while holding up a sign you know what I mean and I'm not belittling it he's out there protesting but I'm like it's a kid doing tricks on a skateboard in Scranton like at no point did I feel like a- a- any like any danger was near me if that makes any. sense. 
sense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't live in Philly. I don't live in Chicago. I don't live in Washington, D.C., Los Angeles. And I'm sheltered from it my whole life. So I'm I'm never going to understand it. And I, and I will say it hit home like this, like the, today earlier was when Davy Jr. I don't know if you saw like Davy Jr. tweet out anything. I, I saw a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Right. And that basically him saying like, today was the day I learned what tear gas felt like. And he ended up, you know, he's, he's, he's out as a, as a gay man. And he's like, and they said some words to me and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, it's not that I don't care, but I also feel that if I put anything out on Twitter or Facebook or do anything, I'm not trying to do my jokes right now or do right. anything else that I'm doing on Twitter. But I feel if I make my icon, if I black it out, or if I say things and I'm like, it, it, like you're right, it does ring hollow because what the fuck do I know? You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to add to this situation that's going to make it any better? And I know they say you should be an ally and, 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 and say these things, but it's just, I don't, I, does anything I make, I'm saying make any sense, Joe, because I'm yes. completely confused. You know what I mean? Like now I, I feel like I should do something, but no matter what I do, it's a drop in the bucket and coming from a 50 year old, you know, white guy in Dixon city, it means nothing. It It, it doesn't help. It doesn't. I don't know. Okay. So that's all I got. Sorry, Joe. So that's my feet. That's normally my feelings as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you're 50 year old man. I'm a 43 year old man. That is what it is. And you know, it's easy to feel as though you're the last person. Anyone, a person of color, um, you know, a uh, people who, uh, a person who's objectified because their sexual orientation or their gender identity or anything like that wants is, you know, some corny 40 plus year old white man saying, Hey guys, I'm part of the crew too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of the crew. I don't want to be part of the crew. I want to help, but I want to know what the right thing to do is to help. Okay. I don't want to be like, I see a bunch of people doing this. So that seems like the right thing to do. And then I just make things worse, but I don't want to do nothing. Right. Cause it was funny. I saw something and then like seeing all the people on my timeline or on my social media. And I, it's just seems like so many people, and I don't want to say contradicting. Cause I don't think anybody's out to like the people that I was following were trying to shoot anybody down, but they're like to all you people on Instagram, not that I'm on Instagram and I didn't do it is like to all you people using this hashtag and blacking out your things. It, this is supposed to be made for a message giving like, Oh, like, curfews begin at five but they're saying you know it's six so they can so they can get you you know what i mean like get get like crack down on you and you don't know so don't fill up the timeline using this hashtag with blacking with just putting up a, a blacked out picture because it's clogging things up and i'm like i i can't keep up with the information so i feel like any i'm i'm afraid not that i'm gonna get canceled or anything that i'm gonna do the wrong thing and hurt yeah anything you know what i mean like right. because i have no i have no grasp of the situation on how to handle it. i don't know i didn't mean right. to i, I don't want to be part of the group because i'm not part of the group i'm not i i'm not right. a person of color uh, you know as you mentioned before you know you live in the suburbs i've lived in the suburbs and like i say i live in wilkes-barre but you know okay the bank that i can see from my house has been robbed six times since i've lived here in 15 years the the convenient mart up the road where I walk by with my son and my wife, 
uh, has been robbed at knife point dozens of times in the last 15 years, okay? Right. But it's still the suburbs at the end of the day. You know, it's just, this is where it is. There's a lot of throughways coming through. Um, but it's just, again, I don't want to, I, I want to help. I want to be part of the solution. I don't want to be included because I know I can't be. I, you know, I, I didn't really know any, you know, gay people, non-straight people, non-white people until like I was involved in a wrestling practically. Like mm-hmm. the high school I went to had zero people of color. When I went to college for two years, I went to like the, pay, the one of the Penn State satellite campuses. It was all white people. Mm-hmm. And again, you have to remember this is like the mid to late 90s because I'm an old man, but I didn't really have that much exposure to it because it just wasn't around where I was. And it's not like I can just sit down and be like, hey, I, 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 want, I want this experience now at 43 years old. Mm-hmm. But I want the experience to be part of change, to make things better for everyone. I want people who think that I have white privilege, and I do. Believe me, I do. Who pe- people who think that I or people like me have white privilege, I don't want it to be white privilege. I want it to be privilege. Whether you're gay, straight, black, white, old, young, whatever... There's no reason you shouldn't have access to the same things that I do. And this isn't some sort of communist thing, you know, (laughs) but it's some sort of thing of like, why should roadblocks be put up for you to do the same thing that I can do with no roadblocks? Mm -hmm. I want to help remove those roadblocks. And I want to know what that is. And I'm doing my best to try to stay ahead of that, on top of that. Educated. Right. I want to be educated. Not saying that I was ignorant before, but I don't want to be ignorant as this moves this quickly, as things change so much from when everything happened with George Floyd to this past Friday with, you know, everything happening in in Minnesota to here we are as we're recording today on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. This movement is moving much faster than it's ever moved before. And I want to help it. I want to be part of what gets everyone to not be shot in the streets. I, you know, any of that sort of stuff. Right. I don't want this, this, this movement, this, this, this change for good to be taken advantage of by bad people. And that's what it feels like is happening. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the president, um, the people that work for the president, you know, when you see stuff that comes out just as we're recording stuff, you know, was released. And again, I, I don't even feel that comfortable in saying this because I didn't do my due diligence on saying looking into everything on it about how they got the police scanners from the New York City cops who were saying just run into the crowds with your cars. Mm-hmm. Like that was on the police scanners of the cops telling each other to do that. And there's been no repercussions for that. Right. That's all. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, I, and that's the thing. It's trying to sort through so much information. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the resources to fact check everything. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to 
go over it a thousand times because there's nothing more that I can add. But I, I get what you're saying. And I kind of think me and you are kind of on the same page, if that makes any sense. And then the last bit on top of all of this. Uh, so I come home from seeing uh, my brother and my folks and his kids uh, on Sunday. Again, I, you know, coming home, sitting in the car. I pull up Twitter and I see a bunch of people talking cryptically about something. And I didn't want to ask what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm apologizing right now um, before I get into this. Um, but very long story short is uh, my friend Grant, who was a you know a wrestler, he's he 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 killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife passed away about two months ago, out of nowhere. Um, I don't think they still know what it was. And she was young; she was in like her early thirties, and you know she she passed away at the beginning of April. And I you know they. Grant was very smart. He had little no online presence whatsoever. Um, and then when I found out about it, you know, I texted him and I, I did my best to try to text him every day and ask him and his friend Kevin, who I've known longer than Grant. But Grant was someone when I was doing wrestling more recently. He was uh, the guy when I did the, the GCW, the deathmatch promotion. He was the guy that I would do commentary with. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time. And, you know, then I stopped doing it just because the travel was getting to be too much. And I would get the text from him after the show saying that he missed me. And I missed mm-hmm. him. And, you know, he was at the the mall show that we did uh, for the LVAC Mantis's promotion. That was the first one that Adam came to. And he was just there to see Kevin. And I said, you're doing commentary with me. You know, and we did commentary and it was a blast. And he thanked me afterwards, and I, you know, it was great to hear from him. And I was just texting with him on like Wednesday night, Thursday of last week. He was watching, um, you know that you know that micro wrestling thing that Adam and I did the commentary for, yeah, for Jerry, yeah. just a couple months ago. Yep. He was watching that, and he was texting me like his running commentary of how ridiculous he thought the show was. Right. And then Thursday morning, as I was getting ready to get situated for work i'm just like oh hey man you know i'm I'm glad it seems like you're in good spirits and he intimated that he's trying and then sunday he was dead right and that really fucked me up Mm -hmm. um so you know i don't know man um obviously grant's passing was unrelated to what's going on with the rioting and the protesting. And again, I don't want to say rioting. I'm going to say protesting. It's not rioting. Protesting is what I'm talking about. Unrelated. But it could have been. Mm-hmm. Grant would have been one of those guys that would have been out there on the front lines of this. If he didn't just recently go through this tragedy with his wife. Right. Um. You know, and I know that fucked him up, obviously, way more than it did me. But it really put into perspective other people that are dealing with so much more than me. And when I sit here and I bitch and complain about my problems, but I need an outlet for these sort of things, you know, I, I sat on my cra- my couch Sunday night and cried for like an hour mm-hmm. when I got the news, it was just soul crushing. 
Right. And with all of this that was going on, it was it, it was just this storm over those three days from Friday to Sunday that just like devastated me. Right. Not you know, I don't know what to say. Sorry, I didn't contact. I saw it, but I wasn't sure. You know what I mean? It, it's fine. You know what, what I mean? Like, what, what could you say? What you know? Um, I, I wasn't know. expecting anyone to contact me or reach out to me or anything. I, I know. I, I do thank the people that did. Um. And obviously that's the thing. Like there's a lot more people that had a much more closer relationship with Grant than I did. And mm-hmm. they're dealing with it much worse than I am. Um, I, I did my best, you know, to reach out to Kevin, who was like our mutual friend, that he was the one who was kind of helping Grant through everything over the last two months. And, you know, I can't imagine what he's going through. And I know he's in Jersey and they're not opened up yet. You know, parts of it are, but most of it isn't. So it's it's just I, I want this show to be uh, an escape for a lot of people, an escape for myself, an escape for Todd, that we can kind of shut the world off for a little while and just talk about comic books or stupid shit or going to get Chinese food or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really needed to let this stuff out today. Um, cause if I didn't do it here, right, then it would come out on the regular show on the main mm-hmm. show. And then that would be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it, Joe is, you know, you, you, it's all getting to you and stuff like that. At least you have a healthier way of dealing with things because I just repress everything. So I actually, all joking aside, uh, tip of the hat, man, because you know how hard it is for me to ever show like <laughs> what the real me, you know what I mean? And I don't mean that I'm that I'm you know like fake or anything like that. It's just I have a really tough time being very in, with personal stuff. So like like all this stuff with you like blows me away, and like I really do respect like how, like that you can do it. It it floors me. That's so weird, but you know, and I just hope you feel better, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, man. You know, one, one day at a time, and, mm-hmm. um, and I hate to say it, you know, and even as it was going on, you know, everyone kind of piling on the pro wrestling tease guy, right, for his insensitivity during all this, and I felt like I'm like I really can't, because, you know, is that guy a scumbag? Absolutely. Does he run a shoddy business? 1,000%. Do they sell poor quality shirts? Yes. But I don't know what he's going through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's going through worse than what I'm going through. And, and I saw one thing that came up, and I, I did have to chime in and just say, no, this, this facts aren't 100% correct. But, you know, what actually happened is actually much worse than, you know, what the, the story being spread is. But I just had to chime in and then get out and um you know to add like a little bit of levity to this and i got i saw adam uh the fancy gentleman adam my co-host over on at odds with wrestling was making some jokes in regards to this and my my rich my initial knee-jerk reaction was if this was anyone other than adam i'd be like you insensitive prick Mm -hmm. but i know adam right and i know that's not his intent right and that right there, Joe, is why I, my 
Twitter is like, you know me, I like to joke about everything and not everything, but I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I even felt bad retweeting an art attack this afternoon as we record this with everything going on. But I felt because it was from a child that like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> you know, in a stupid way, child's going to see the retweet. And when we mention it on the show, maybe that'll make them happy. If that, like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I, it's weird. I, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you, but I don't, and I don't even want to get into it. Whatever you're talking about with these teas, I like this. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, right. You know, and I, um, and I actually don't think I, you know, need to know right now, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the only last thing that I'll say in regards to all of this is um, one of the things that made me almost just completely be off Twitter completely today was if whether or not Mike uh, Monsoon Classic was going to do Terry Tuesday because he's usually oh. the one who starts it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he didn't do it, by the time that my work day began, that was just going to be the end of my social media for the day, you know? Right. But I, I do have a responsibility to the Terry Tuesday faithful, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't mess with that hashtag. No. That's all. Right. But I don't know. Hopefully some of what we said resonates with you. Maybe some of what we said you took as ignorant and colorblind or stupid or whatever it is. And please let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, don't do it privately. If it's uncomfortable to you to do it publicly, you can do it privately. But, you know, if anything that I do or say or otherwise, um, you know, here on any of the other shows, you know, offends you or whatever, please let me know. That's mm-hmm. all. Um, obviously, if you just tweet at me, you suck. Well, there's not really much I can do about that. Right. Uh, but if you say like, hey, your take on this was kind of off base or the way that you handled this could have been handled better. I'm all ears. Right. Oof. Heavy uh, show. Again, I, 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 I knew Friday this was going to be a heavy show. I didn't know Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday were just going to add to that heft. Right. And well, and at least, you know, we had a little bit of good time in the beginning. You gotta, you, you gotta keep your chin up or you'll sink slowly, you know? Yeah. I hope not. Um, I want to be I want to be past all of this, whether it be the COVID-19 stuff, the protest stuff, the fucking abject racism and horribleness of our president, all of it. I want to be past it. Mm-hmm. And again, we tiptoe around this sort of stuff and we have in the past. Uh, but if you go back three and a half years when we were doing an after dark as the election results were coming in. Mm hmm. You could go back and I don't even know what episode number that was. I'm sure someone will tell you. But if you go back and you listen to that episode, you could kind of hear our tone changing of like, this is a joke to this is serious. Mm -hmm. And it's just gotten progressively worse over the last three and a half years. And it fucking sucks, man. And I used to be one of those guys that would say, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. You know, my paycheck still comes. I'm not rich enough to see any sort of tax breaks. And I'm not, you know, poor enough to see any sort of whatever. 
I'm right in the middle. So nothing, everything just goes right by me. This stuff don't go by me no more. And I want to help. And I want there to be change. I mailed my goddamn ballot out last week. And you better fucking be sure when that ballot comes in November, if we still can't go to polling places or whatever it is, I get that ballot on a Tuesday morning that's going out. I'll I'll fucking walk it to the post office Tuesday afternoon to make mm-hmm. sure that son of a bitch gets out. Right. Um, and again, one last bit of, uh, you know, sorrow on this. I didn't watch the whole thing. I picked this up from somebody else's podcast when they were talking about the the Jordan thing, the last dance thing. Right. Which if I cared about fake sports, I might <laughs> enjoy that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when he uh, somebody had said, I guess they wanted Jordan to go speak at either the Republican or the Democratic National Convention. Somebody was running for some office in North Carolina and they wanted Jordan to endorse them. It was somebody that he maybe knew from basketball, whatever it was, right? A little unclear. But when they came to Jordan and they asked him if they would, if he would campaign for them, he said, Republicans buy sneakers too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jo- Michael Jordan was a businessman first, before he was an athlete, before he was a spokesperson, before he was anything else. Um, you know, he wasn't going to make any sort of overt political statement as opposed to upsetting one side or the other. I'm not Michael Jordan. I don't have the money at risk that he does. I possibly could have money at risk. But I'm okay with the statements that I made here today. Mm -hmm. And if you're not okay with the statements that I made regarding how the protests are being handled, what our president has done to the country and to the people of our country and is planning to do uh, to the people of our country um overtly um then i'm okay with uh maybe you not being a fan of me anymore or whatever i'm okay with that it's enough if you're not part of the change you're part of the problem and that's Mm -hmm. it i don't know what else i could say yeah i don't i don't know what to add either you know yeah uh so Episode 290 of After Dark, if you're listening to this in the correct listening order, it's going to be like nothing ever happened. We're going to talk about a bunch of funny books and how they canceled a bunch of DC books, and I'm pissed off about it. But other than that, <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Longboxheroes.com. Follow us when you see us. And uh, please stay safe, everyone. And, uh, you know, do what you can to make everything better. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.